Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. Today, I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. We are joined by Olympians and Speedo athletes, Erica Sullivan and Abby Weitzel. And we are here to talk about being a woman in swimming today. It's a topic that we probably don't talk about enough. And honestly, I'm excited to hear your answers on some of these questions that are not just how's your training going or what did you think of that race? So we're going to start it off with how you balance femininity with being an athlete. And if you feel like those two ever conflict or if you feel like those two pair well, Uh, Abby, I'm going to throw the ball to you first. For me, you know, femininity is obviously part of who I am. Um, I am a woman, and I think, um, I think the 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 media and people kind of may separate the two of being very athletic and being a high level athlete, and you know, being feminine. Um, I think you know the the way that media can it can separate it a little bit, but I think for me, it goes hand in hand. It's just part of who I am. Um, I think if we're going to me, femininity means you know lifting other women up, being positive and being proud of who I am and um, all of those aspects. And for me, being athletic is part of who I am. And if we're talking, you know, kind of the way people see me, you know, having more muscles and doing all of this and looking a certain way um, versus, you know, the stereotypical feminine woman who, you know, we've kind of as a as a whole gotten away from, um, which is great. I think um, I think I kind of just try and stay positive and love myself for who I am and l- appreciate women for who they are and um, just supporting one another. And I think to me, that's the most important part is lifting other women and other people in general up. Um, that's the most important thing. So do you feel like those two things you've ever had a moment where those two fling- things have have conflicted for you? Um, or is there a specific instance where you kind of had to to deal with getting signals that uh, maybe fe- made you feel one but not the other and having to deal with that? Um, I think it's mostly for me, that would be just kind of what people say. Um, it's more like vocal rather than how I feel myself. Um, for example, it's mostly about, I would say it's more about appearance in that situation where um, to people, it might not seem like it could be an effective word or a saying to you, but I've been told like, or asked even um, before by people who I'm not even close to. So I was like, whoa, that's kind of a weird question. Um, they're like, oh, how do you feel um, like having such big muscles? Like it's like kind of manly to have, to kind of like be like that. Like, how do you, and I'm like, oh, well, I wouldn't, <laughs> okay, well, I guess to you, I might kind of appear that way. So to me, it's more vocal in that aspect. And I kind of, I don't take it to heart. It doesn't affect me in the long run, but I think, it kind of is just like something that people don't pay attention to much or are around as much. And I think um, for me, it's just appreciating the strength that I have um, in a certain light. All right. And then, yeah, Erica, can you give us your take on balancing femininity with being an athlete and, you know, how, how, how you manage those two identities for yourself? Yeah, I think 
that's a really hard question because I don't think outside of me being an athlete, like me as a person, I don't think I really know where I fall on the scale of femininity. Like um, growing up, I never felt comfortable in like dresses and skirts and I'm very just like tomboy presenting and I lean more towards um, on like the masculine side in terms of like um, in the overarching like arc of queer woman I feel like like I'm a lot more like androgynous more so than like feminine and so I feel like I'm fortunate enough to be in sports where that's kind of the stereotype you know so whereas like Abby was mentioning examples of like how they ask you know like oh wow like your muscles are so big like for me that's sort of like the expectation so I don't really get like asked or like invalidated because of that I I would like to say but I would say like as a person and as I've grown over the years um trying to find my identity um within swimming and just like day-to-day life with femininity has been like a very long process and I still don't think I fully figured it out yet this is something that I don't I never think about I'm obviously not a woman but I mean I think everyone in swimming has to deal with this is that obviously in swimming you have to you're only allowed so much so much self-expression because you're either in a training suit or you're in a racing suit and there's not a lot of ways that that can look right do you do you feel like you're able or still able to express yourself um, in a way that you feel comfortable with when you are competing or are you able to even do so when you're not competing but still having that identity as a swimmer the way i mentally go into like racing suits and practice suits is it's like a work outfit you know what i mean everyone you know puts on their clothes on for work and they walk out the door and i think that's kind of my mentality regarding swimsuits but um if you catch me paddleboarding on ladybird lake uh you probably won't find me in uh like the typical two-piece you'd probably find me in like a sports bra and some board shorts um and so i think in more casual situations like that i tend to express um like my typical fashion choices a little differently uh but i would just say like in the pool it is hard it is hard to show you know your personality and particular like fashion statements just with there's only so many prints of swimsuits um but i would say like this is probably more for like the seasoned swimmer there are different like cuts and straps and styles that um show like that had different levels of comfort and stuff like that I feel like I get to express myself a little bit I mean what's nice about I guess speedo is that we get a lot of color options and like a, a racing suit like there's always new colors and stuff coming out and I express myself a lot like nails or you know, certain things like I always talk about how um you can't like as a swimmer you know we're wearing a cap and we're wearing a tech suit and so yeah we don't get to choose like our outfit necessarily but um, I feel like I express myself through other things like my nails and, um, I don't know, you can wear like shoes or something fun or if you want to, but, um, I get to choose my colors of like my goggles and my cap and 
my suit. So I'm always a colorful person out there because I think it's fun. Um, I like to be bright. But yeah, outside of the racing opportunities and practice suits, I wear like my lockers are stuffed with practice suits. I have like every color, every print that I possibly can. And so I have my favorites I wear more, but I sometimes I'll be like, ooh, what this color seems like today. So I don't know. I just wear a bunch of different colors and stuff. And I think it's, um, I think I, I never feel like I can't, I don't get to wear like a makeup or anything behind the blocks, but um, outside of it, I kind of just, yeah, outside of the pool, I express myself. I love clothes. So I go, I go all that route. <laughs> I also think that's why it's so fun seeing everyone at like Golden Goggles. Because, like, that outlet is usually gone, but then seeing everyone just, like, ball out of Golden Goggles is so much fun because, like, people show up, which is always exciting. And, you know, people always say this. They're like, oh, my God. Well, because, like, boys normally look, like, kind of the same. You know what their hair looks like when they're walking out of the pool. Like, they take off their cap and, like, you know what they look like. But when, like, one of us, when a girl, like, takes off their cap and, like, walks out of the pool or something... No one ever knows, like, what your hair really looks like, how long it is, like, what color it is. Is it curly? Is it not? And so when you get to show up at Golden Goggles, like, that's a really great example. People are always like, oh, my gosh, I didn't recognize you without a cap. It's like, yeah, because you don't know how it actually looked because everything's covered. So I think events like that is fun to see people's first style. Yeah. Stuff like like, that. You think- I guess you don't get to express that kind of stuff behind the blocks, but um, I don't find it very, like, hard that I don't get to do that because it, it is, like you said, it's like our – it's our – it's our work outfit. So we're kind of just used to it. I went in a bathing suit 99% of my life. So. Yeah. I think like my favorite moment that I'll probably carry with me, like once I'm done with swim is like those, the room where everyone does your hair and makeup at Golden Goggles, where like we all get to see each other and we're all in that giant like crammed room. I think that'll be a core memory that probably stays with me for a long time for, for that reason, Abby. What is, tell me more about this room of hair and makeup. Like you guys... Do you guys all do it together or like does USA Swimming provide this or you guys just go? They provide the service if you want. Like they ask you uh, like months before, do you want to sign up for hair and makeup or do you want to do your own? And if you want to, not everyone does it, but if you want to get your hair and makeup done, you can. They do provide the the service. And so um, you normally you have to sign up for a time slot because I can't do everyone's at once. There's normally like three hairdressers and makeup people or whatever. And so you're not just like in the room and the people before you and after you are waiting. And it's like, it's such a, it's so funny because you mentioned that and it's like, you'll walk into the room for your appointment and people's like hair will be done or like their makeup will be done. And everyone's like, oh my God, you look so like basically the typical girl moment that you expect. And you just get to like hear what kind of makeup people ask for or what type of hairstyles they're looking for. Um, so it's just kind of a very expressive, fun female moment. <laughs> that sounds excellent. Uh, and I'm I'm so glad you guys brought Golden Goggles up because it is such a 180 from, you know, you see everyone at swim meets <clears throat> 99% of the year. And then that one night, everyone just looks like almost like a different person. All the guys look the same, but then all the women look like totally different um and it is it's pretty dazzling and and pretty cool to see just the 180 so training with men versus women erica you trained at sandpipers where it was club team that had men and women now you train at texas uh just with the women abby you trained at a club team i think that was men and women 
tra- went to Cal, trained with the women only, and now you're in the pro group, with which is mostly men, I think, with some women involved. So you guys have trained in both settings. What's the difference for you? I mean, not even not even if you have a preference, but just what do you feel like you get from the different environments of training solely with men? Sorry, women versus training solely with men and or combined like you said i've trained in environments obviously all at different stages of my career and all at different ages so i was on a club team that was combined when i was younger um i went to cal which was um at the time a single gender program um i swam with all women and then i was in my pro i started my pro um career in that environment too and now i'm in a combined mostly male um as the pro group is all male except for me and then we train with the men's team and then the women's team some of them um and so i've had all the different experiences i feel like and i think each group um looking back on like my college career when i was with women's team i think each group um can provide something that the other group can't um which is awesome so like training with guys um you know guys offer stuff that the women can't and then training with all women is a different experience and they can offer things that the men's team can't so i think it's um it's definitely different and um i enjoy both i think they both are great things you can learn a lot and i don't know it's it's hard to answer just because i have experienced them in such different ways but um i think in like a technical standpoint for me you know you have training with women um it's more like head on kind of, you know, racing head on, you get to, you know, I had like my best friends there and everything too, which is always like, you know, female personalities mixing and having fun and being lighthearted and all this this stuff and um, racing more head to head technically. And then I'm training with men now who are obviously faster than me. And so it's, it's a little bit more like a chasing game or like taking from their expertise and, and they're more like high end kind of um I don't want to say not aggressive but like just uh I guess more serious standpoint in some aspects not that they're not lighthearted and fun but um it's just different and I can take something from both and I love that like I've learned a lot from going from women's team to a men's team I've just learned so much and it just offers something different um and I don't know if that answered the question at all it's it's kind of like a difficult uh, question just because like I said I've done it in such different aspects of my career um, but I've definitely learned a lot and there are some things I miss about the single gender women's program and there are some things that I love about training as a pro the way I am so it's definitely just different and um, I think just being around the females uh, at the age I was was awesome and we were I just like have my best friends there and it was the best time ever um, and we got work done. We got some stuff done. <laughs> um, and now it's just I get to learn from really fast people who are faster than me and train around that environment. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, for me, there's definitely biases because like when I did train with like a combined team, they were high school boys from the age of 14 to 18. And that is not the most fun environment to be around. That's not the best age range of men to put up with, especially when you are a 20-year-old girl training with high schoolers. Um, So I think my opinion is definitely like intensely biased. Uh, Right now I train with just women and it's so fun. I feel like it's so like relieving to be like unfiltered. 
like there are things that you can say when you're just around a group of women that you know you won't get judged for whereas if there was a man in the room there would probably be some uh some judging involved just because you know like they don't understand the experience of what it is to be a woman and uh abby's right it is really competitive and we genuinely push ourselves to the mass max every single day here um but i kind of love that and another thing that they don't talk about is that you have full control over the speaker system so we can play all the taylor swift that we want and no one will get mad at us And how can you argue with that? (laughs) It's great that you can, like both of you said, kind of take away from both things. And if you find that one fits better than the other, then, you know, then you go to that and that's what works for you, um, which is great. Uh, So speaking of just, I guess, finding a good fit um, in terms of support systems, do you all have systems in, in, in place right now that, you know, you go to and lean on? whether that's your family, your friends, uh, for, as a swimmer, not even as a, as a woman, because I think everyone has support systems, but I guess you can answer this, uh, in that regard as well, but just in terms of support, uh, for your sport and then outside of your sport as well. Um, who do, who do you lean on? Who are your pillars in your life that you go to? Um, or what systems is it if it's not necessarily people? Erica, we can we can start with you. Yeah, I just feel like um, being in this new environment where, you know, I feel like in college you get to really pick who your support system is. Um, I have kind of made it a priority to be with women and gay men, and that is my go-to support group while I am here in college. Um, so, you know, like I have my family at home whenever I need anything, but I feel like most of my support is like the friend group and my family and my community that I was able to build here in Austin. Um, so like my girlfriend is amazing. Um, and just these, this like friend group that I've just been able to accumulate over two years. Um, and on top of that amazing coaching staff, um, so grateful that I get to swim for Carol and Mitch. Like that's just such a powerhouse duo, um, which is also with a woman and a gay man. But um, it's, it's honestly just such a good and healthy presence. I feel like from both of them, because they both have experiences um, that like I'm going through in my life that I feel like they can relate to, or they have really good advice for. Um, whether it's, you know, where I'm at within the sport or also just where I am with life as a 22 year old. Um, so I feel like Mitch and Carol have probably been two of like my biggest, um, supporters to have through all this. Uh, yeah, for me, it's my family and my friends, um, all the way through, no matter whether it's about swimming or life or whatever's going on um my family I you know I have two sisters my parents I'm super close my family has like always been who I'm close with and my friends um I couldn't have gone through you know or swimming without them especially like I've always had family there but my friends are who I really lean on to um my fiance everyone family friends included (laughs) everyone um whether I need to not talk about swimming or talk about swimming it, they're always there. Um, and outside of just like talking to people, I love just escaping 
sometimes outside of the pool uh, not think about swimming and do random stuff whether it's visiting people or um I do random crafty things or <laughs> I don't know just escaping sometimes but my my support system in and out is through, through my family and my friends for sure um those are the people that I talk to every day um and I couldn't get through anything without them really it's it's cliche and it's cheesy but it's true and I'm sure a lot of people feel like that but um that's definitely why I am who I am today and the athlete that I am today piggybacking on that um are there certain points when you find yourself needing to leave swim versus uh needing needing to talk about it or, or rather not talk about it versus talk about it are you someone who tries to leave it at the pool as much as possible and not even think about swimming? Or are you someone who's kind of always having it in the back of your head or, or needing to process it a lot more once you leave the pool? Abby, we can start with you on that one. Yeah, I think I've tried it both ways and I've finally kind of figured out the, the balance between that, you know, there, I went through a time in my career um, where I was like swimming, 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 everything I did, everything I thought about, everything I, Eight, everything I did was about swimming. And then I went through a period where I tried to get away from swimming as much as I could. Um, when I did, wasn't at the pool, I was doing anything to not think about swimming. And, um, it was just like, I was just struggling a little bit with it. And um, so I've been through both and now I'm in a really healthy place with it um, where I can, I have swimming in the back of my mind a lot where I'm like, you know, I should probably make sure I'm getting enough protein here. Or like, maybe I should rest and not do that. You know, I have swimming in the back of my mm -hmm. mind, but at the same time there, I know when it's healthy and okay to not think about swimming and go on that friend trip or do this or, you know, um, so I, I found that really good balance. And like I said, it's always in the back of my mind. And, um, especially as I've gotten more into my professional career, I've worked a lot on like recovery and doing that. So swimming is a part of my day, like 95% of my day. But then there's times where I love to not think about it and kind of just enjoy life for life and not have to worry about necessarily because I think that's really healthy. Um, so I found a good balance. And um, I think as I'm more towards the end of my career than I was at the beginning, um, it's definitely where I, I've leaned into swimming a lot more than I did during that time where I was like swimming needs to go on the back burner when I'm not at the pool. <laughs> so it's been a challenging um, time to figure that out, but I feel like I'm finally there. Erica, do you have a, have you found a balance or, or do you have one way or the other? You prefer that? I think in a situation like this, Abby's wisdom just laps me beyond, beyond compare. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm still definitely trying to figure it out not necessarily with life but just with like school um so I'm a film major and um like last weekend I was PAing on a grad student's uh thesis and so I was in the sun for like an 11 hour shoot day and uh I wish I could go to a different environment outside of sports and like not talk about sports like, I think that's definitely something I need to work on because, like, most people don't have that go-to to talk about. But um, I've learned that it is always there and relevant in my life. Like, I'm like, oh, sorry, like, I can't do this. And everyone's like, oh, what do you have? And it's like swim practice. And then it's like, oh, where do you swim? And it's like, 
oh, I'm on the UT team. And it's like, and then usually with that, it's followed by a go-to question of like, oh, do you know Katie Ledecky? And then it's like, oh yeah, I was on an Olympic team with her. And then they know you're an Olympian and it just kind of turns into a whole thing. So I definitely need to master like how to maybe separate myself from swim a little bit when I'm in like a professional setting. Um, But it's always there. And I think it's just such a heavy part of my life. And it's so important to me right now that, it's it's gonna be there and I'm okay with it and I love it so I think just learning how to talk about different things is probably the more important side than to like leave swimming on the back burner you've been listening to the swim swam podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week you can take swim swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.